Welcome to The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson. Tom, we should let people know where we're recording from this morning. We're not in the studio. We're, we're in the middle of a field. Uh, we're at Raven Narratives headquarters uh, just outside of Mancus, <laughs> Colorado, at the base of the La Plata Mountains in southwest Colorado. And uh, we've got some chickens out here this morning, some goats, and uh, here comes uh, Frida the cat. The barn cat's coming. Yeah, here she comes. <laughs> well, we're the co-producers of the Raven Narratives, and the story you're about to hear was told by Evan Meyer in January of 2016 when the theme was Wild Places. Evan's a Colorado-born lover of mountains and wild places. Between working and playing outside, he's rarely found indoors. Evan is an aspiring adult who might someday move out of his sister's house and find a real 9-to-5 job. He enjoys archery, babysitting his niece, and perfecting his sauerkraut recipe. And he currently calls the Mancus Valley his home. Here's Evan's story. Hi, Frida. When I was 20 years old, I decided to buy a one-way ticket to India. And I came to this conclusion for a lot of reasons, two main ones. One is that the path, the previous 14 years of my life, I had been in school. And especially in high school, I studied a lot of, um, I went, had a pretty liberal education and studied a lot of uh, environmental impacts that America had on the world, and we studied the death penalty and the, and the um, meat industry, and I, I kind of came away, I, my, a lot of my teenage rebellion and angst went towards America. I wasn't much of a patriot. And then I went straight to college, and uh, at St. John's College in um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and it was a single curriculum philosophy school, and so I was sitting around these big oak tables with all these other students my age, and we were all like, we were academics, and we were reading Plato and Aristotle and Ptolemy and learning all the, the great Western classics, and we called each other by our last name. And <laughs> it, was, it was pompous, but I, I, having read the Iliad and the Odyssey, and, and um, I had this reflection moment one time at, at St. John's. Where I was like, man, I've been studying life for 14 years, and I've never lived it. I need to go do something. I need to get as far away from America as I possibly can spatially and culturally, and I need to go have epic adventures. And so hence the one-way ticket to India. And uh, when I got to India, I loved it. I, th I thrived on it. Everybody talks about India as having this, it's like this really intense cultural shock, and there's a lot of darkness, and there's a lot of um, intensity there, which is true. But I think because of the energy I brought going into the trip, I just thrived. I, I, um, I bought all the local clothes that they wear, and I wore the lungis that they wear, which is basically like a sarong that's got a plaid pattern on it. And um, I, I rode motorcycles, and I uh, I did, and I ate with my right hand, and I tried to learn the languages. I, I was trying to be one of them. I wanted to fit in, and um, I, I loved that. There's some freedom in India that doesn't exist here in America. There's this freedom to. Um, it's it's a really intimate place, and like the the trains, for instance, I could I could hang out of the train as it was flying through the, um, uh, what are they, the mustard fields, the mustard green fields, and nobody would stop me. I could even crawl out of the door and up onto the roof. And, and there was no lawyers to stop me. Nobody was, and, and there's a certain sense of freedom in that, and I loved it. And the other image I love from India is when you're in a traffic jam in India, at least back when I was there in 2004, you could reach out and touch your neighbor and have a conversation with them. And the, there's something about that that I loved. So, anyways, I was at this isn't this one town called Cody Canal, and uh, I had heard kind of through the grapevine that there was a there was an overnight 
um, kind of backpacking trip that one could do to get to this other town called Munar. And I was like, I want to do this. And so I started searching around for somebody that would guide me or show me the way, at least, to the trail. And I ran across this guy named Amish. And Amish was uh, this Indian guy. And he's like, oh, yes, I will take you there. Um, 100 rupee advance, and so I, which is basically like $2. He charges me. And so he's like, well, you have to be ready in two hours and meet me at this bus station. Can you do that? And I was like, sure. And so I ran back to my hotel room and packed my bag. And he and I muscled our way onto this bus that was packed, like sharing it with chickens and kids and, and like being super scrunched with people like around you. And um, the bus took us to this town. I was about 20 miles away from uh, Cody Canal because that's where the trail started. And uh, this town, my immediate impression when I got off that bus was um, that not a whole lot of white people come here. They don't see a whole lot of Westerners because I get the, stepped off the bus and it was kind of crickets and everybody stopped and looked at me. And, and I had this sense of like, ooh, this is like kind of cool and nobody ever comes here and this is exciting and I was nervous, but I was like, I, was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I can handle this. This is what I'm after. This is the adventure. And uh, my guide comes up to me and he says, hey, can I have a 100 rupee advance? I'm going um, to go take off for a minute. You can do whatever you want here in town. He negotiated with this. The, oh, there's one restaurant in town. And he negotiated with the owner of the restaurant to let us stay in the storeroom that night. And he said, just come back to this restaurant. He'll feed you dinner whenever you want. I'm going to go take off, but I'll see you back here soon. So he takes off. I go for a walk in this town. And it's this incredible, it's in the Western Ghat Mountains in um, Kerala. So they have these tropical mountains, and it's that classic terraced hillsides with the low-lying clouds, and um, it was misting a little bit, and I was, I was walking through these super windy roads that were going through these terraced rice paddies, and um, it was just so epically beautiful and amazing. So I come back to the restaurant, and I walk into the restaurant, and it's basically about 500 square feet, and there's these benches all the way around the outside, and pretty much every uh, male Indian man in, in uh, that town was there to watch the one TV that's in town, which is they were having a soccer game. So I walk in the restaurant, and there's no room on the outside of the outside of the room. There's like two tables in the center of the room. So he sets me down in the center of this room, and I'm surrounded by like 50 Indian men watching a TV over my head. And I'm very aware of like, oh my God, they're watching me really closely. They're watching the soccer game, but they're also watching me. And I'm eating my food. I'm eating the food with my right hand, like trying to fit in. Like I'm, I'm one of you guys. Like this is cool. Like we. Um, and I, so I feel nervous, and I'm, and I'm, um, but I'm also this like there's still that confidence is there. I'm like I got this, and uh, and as happens in India all the time, the electricity cut out, and so the room is pitch black, and um, the restaurant owner, seeing that I hadn't finished my meal, thought he'd be really nice and, and generous to me and bring me a candle, so that I could finish my meal. <laughs> So he sets this candle down right in front of me. And so I know that these 50 Indian men have nothing else to look at but me. And, and so, and at that moment, all of the loneliness, all of the discontent, all of that, the strong sense of out of place that I was refusing to feel that whole trip in India came, came to me. And I just had this moment of like, I just want to go home. Like, I just want mommy. Like, I, I'm, I am not, this is not my place. So uh, the electricity came back on, and uh, the soccer game resumed. And I, and I had, this, I had this one moment of comfort. I had this one thought of like, I had this one little bit of comfort I can count on. 
And that was my guide. He knows how to speak English. Nobody, I couldn't communicate with anybody, but it was like, I can, like my one link to home is Amish. Uh, but that, that short-lived hope was very short-lived because Amish gets dragged into the room by these two other Indian men who are like carrying him on their shoulders. Because he had spent my 100 rupee advance on a bottle of whiskey and had just gotten wasted. I just <laughs> stand, like, couldn't hold himself up and just get dragged into this room. And again, that, that same sense of like, ah, oh, like, I just need to get out of here. But I didn't have any choice. I didn't know what to do. So I, uh, I didn't have any other choice. It was late. And so we just, I just dragged him into the storage room and he was like muttering and like moaning and kind of moving around. And I fell asleep in this storeroom next to sacks of um, garbanzo beans and who knows what else. Um, but I woke up that morning and, and I had this sense of like, I need, I need to start my journey home. Even though I was only two months into India and I spent another four months, um, that moment is when I started my journey home and I just got up at five o'clock, I don't know what time it was, super early and just started walking back towards the town I came from, um, not knowing how I was going to get there. but. Uh, I started feeling a sense of familiarity. I had I had my backpack on, and I was walking through the mountains. This was this was home. This is something I'm used to. I've done this before, and uh, I made it to Cody Canal. A bus finally um, stopped. Or I think it passed me, and they're like, "What is this white guy doing here, walking on the road?" So they stopped, and I got on. And uh, about two weeks after that, I bought my plane ticket back to America, even though I spent another uh, two weeks there. And, and that's that's kind of how going to this really wild, exotic place in India helped me to find my own place here in America. So thanks. Thanks, Evan, for telling that story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to share this story with your friends. If you want to pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives storytelling event, go to ravennarratives.org and fill out the form on the contact page. You can also see a gallery of our storytellers and find out what the themes will be for future events. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Support for the Raven Narratives comes from Red Scarf Shots Photography Studio in Durango, Colorado. Find out more at redscarfshots.com. Now for an outtake. <laughs> Welcome to the Raven Narratives. Storytelling. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> 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 and again, take two.